Every day is a learning day. It is indeed. It is indeed. And this every month is a learning month. And October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Interesting. So what does that entail? Well, you're aware that it's Cybersecurity Awareness Month now. Yes. Job done. You're listening to the Host Unknown Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you are and welcome to episode, I don't know, 155. Yeah, something along there, 172. Something along those lines. We are, um, we are another member short this week um, and I think Mr Langford is certainly earning his CISO salary today. <laughs> uh, he's doing everything that uh, CISOs do, he's sort of doing that diplomatic wording uh, so what's it he, he literally called in like 20 minutes ago before we started recording and said uh oh, i can't make it it's been handling a security incident all day and it, it's escalating um and he's saying it's not our incident but it's incident adjacent or something like that it's whatever language that CISOs use to sort of you know deflect the um <laughs> the, the the actual severity of what's going on <laughs> that is just amazing that the, the weasel words he uses every day just continues to amaze me <laughs> and he's a straight face as well that's the best thing about it <laughs> oh man so jeff how are you doing this week i'm great i'm great i'm great so you know for the last couple of years i've been talking about uh the, the garage that I had built in the back, which is next to my office in the back, <laughs> and how outside they didn't do a good job in like building a, a drive sort of thing. So it's like a, a steep bank and then there's a lot of grass. I, nearly. I was tempted to do it myself. I did start looking up YouTube videos on how to pour concrete and prepare the base. And <laughs> I got tired just watching it. So our neighbours are having their garage rebuilt. So they're having it all knocked down and built up. Uh, okay. And so the builders... Did you sort of like wander out the, down the garden, have a word with the builders over the fence sort of thing? Well, not even over the fence. I went round the, the, the back. I said, oh, yes, you're doing this. Go, yeah. I said, uh, how would you like to make an extra bit of money on the side for pouring a bit of concrete that spills over onto this side? And they looked at it and said, oh, we are going to have to dig it. We're going to have to... I said, there's a skip out front, just put the dirt in there. Like, you know, it's just a few extra rounds. And like, okay. And so for 200 quid, I've had myself a brand new, like, you know, nice drive. They they dug it down, they smoothed it out. It is beautiful. All cash in hand, I'm guessing. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, do you know what? You can't argue. 200 quid, bit of weekend money for them. I'm sure they... Um... It would be funny if they actually charge your neighbour for that concrete as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, that's a bit of a result. I know. But, I'm so yeah. happy. I'll well, send you pictures of And you finally got it sorted as well. It is. It is. How about you? How's your week been? Uh, it's every, well, every week's a learning week, right? This this week, uh, it was you that educated me. Um, when uh, <laughs> you know when what's the language we use? Um, we don't talk about, you know, we share stuff with our friends. We talk, What's that? Again, it's weasel words that Langford uses, isn't it? I discuss with my 
I discussed with a close user group of my peers or something like that. <laughs> And, uh, and I sent you that uh, really onerous term, which I saw about how, you know, a particular client says that we can't uh, employ Israeli nationals or Indian nationals if they, you know, work in their Pakistan, you know, working for their Pakistan office or something. And I was like, this is like one discriminatory <laughs> to extremely racist so i've never seen anything like this and then you sent me the uh the extract from the from the pakistan passports which um doesn't recognize israel as a country and i was yeah. like wow i had no idea that was a thing it, yeah apparently so it is a thing uh so you know you learn something new every day and it, so, so they do recognise India as a country, so it doesn't excuse that second thought. <laughs> no, just like that, that's pure discrimination, that one. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's no dancing around that one. That one's absolute pure discrimination. <laughs> what have we got coming up today? Uh, so with the last minute change, uh, we're going to have our usual uh, This Week in InfoSec, taking us on a trip down InfoSec memory lane. Uh, Rant of the Week is going to be a surprise as we figure it out when I'm talking. Billy Big Balls will also be a surprise as I, uh, again, as we figure it out as I'm talking. <laughs> Industry News will bring us the latest and greatest security news stories from around the world. And Tweet of the Week is an unforgiving spam filter. Uh, and do you like how I know what I'm talking about? I'm just not entirely sure what you guys are going to be talking about. You so. guys, it's me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It is, yeah, just you. So next week, I'm not going to be here next week. So, you know, it's going to be another. We're running two men at a time uh, for the month of October. I know. Th back up. Th this is a bit like, do you remember Demolition, the tag team? And they had yes. the third there member. There was always three of them, but yeah, yes. Axe, Smash and Crush, right? Yes, you never exactly. saw three of them together. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do so. Without Mr. Langford, we can talk more about wrestling. We can. So. Oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> Alas, let's see what uh, what's going to take us down InfoSec Memory Lane this week with... This Week in InfoSec. And it is that part of the show where we take a stroll down InfoSec Memory Lane with content liberated from the Today in InfoSec Twitter account and further afield. And so our first story takes us back a mere 24 years to the 2nd of October 1998 when Butt Sniffer Beta 0.9 was released by Cult of the Dead Cow and developed by Dildog. So this was one of the early packet sniffers you could deploy which had an interactive mode um, I guess for people like us, Jeff, who are not overly fussed with command line usage. Yes. <laughs> um, we were told at the time that the but in butt sniffer 0.9 did stand for something, but it was never disclosed what that something was. And so the I guess the big question about this is when can we expect the long awaited version 1.0 release? Because uh, 24 years is kind of a long wait. It is. It is. Um, you know, especially when you have companies nowadays, they're like every six months trying to shove a new version of, of a hard, that's hardware product. Software is like, it feels like every time I open up a software, it's like, there's a new update. So come and get, <laughs> get your finger out of your butt sniffer and <laughs> give us version one. <laughs> 
And so our second story takes us back a mere five years. I'm actually doing the sounds manually today because I can't find the button. Um, so our second story takes us back a mere five years to the 3rd of October 2017. And uh, I know we reference this a lot of the time. We've talked about it before, but I shall always bring it up. Uh, so this was a week after he retired as a result of Equifax's data breach. Uh, former CEO Richard F. Smith told members of Congress one person in the IT department was at fault um, <laughs> for the big one of the largest data breaches in history. Uh, so he blamed the unnamed individual in the technology department who had failed to heed security warnings and did not ensure the implementation of software fixes that would have prevented the breach. And, uh, wow. I think we can all agree that, um, you know, it, uh, I remember this wound up, Tom, last year when we mentioned it, uh, and we shall bring it up every year. But the CEO blaming that one single intern in <laughs> IT. I know, I know. It, it was the playbook that SolarWinds followed as well once they had their breach. It was an intern. <laughs> Gosh. unbelievable so, one so person not realizing that what that means is that you you put all your trust and says so it's like a house of cards that you have there yeah you have the most junior person underpaid person responsible for maintaining yeah. it all. i mean if that person was paid like you know a million dollars a year fair enough yeah but uh i'm pretty sure that person wasn't uh, yeah I, i'd be very surprised if they were do you think they put that on their cv like when they look for other jobs. <laughs> well, that's a bit right. People in Equifax actually know who the CEO was talking about, right? Right. Although it's an unnamed individual, there's a lot of people that are going to be like, actually, that that was Dave in IT. Like, you know, <laughs> he's always a bit lazy. <laughs> it's probably off as well. It's probably sort of off that week uh, when the breach happened. So that's why they pinned it on him. So, or, or maybe he tried to get the patch up installed and there's like change management like oh no 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 we need yeah. to test this we need to do this last time no you installed downside. the patch yeah exactly so <laughs> yeah there's so many factors that are at play there but it's just amazing and uh yeah that was this week's this week in infosurg you're listening to the Host Unknown Podcast. Bubblegum for the brain. Indeed. And so it takes us to our next part of the show. And um, we're doing a complete change round. So, Jeff, you're going to have to think on your feet and just uh, come up with this story um, on the fly. And uh, I, I shall play you in and let you run with it. Okay. Javad's Weekly Stories. Right. Okay. So uh, all I see is this link to a story and it's former Uber CISO, CSO uh, convicted for covering massive 2016 data theft. Well, that was a mouthful. Couldn't get that out. Um, yes, this has been making the rounds. And, you know, it's really funny because I first started seeing these people tweeting and posting on, on LinkedIn like, this is a travesty. This is so unjust. There is no way people will want a CISO role from now on. This changes the game. <laughs> it's so unfair. And I was like, whoa, what happened? Did, did like, you know, you know, forget blaming the intern, <laughs> the CEO blamed the CSO. And, uh, you know, they, they got they got done for it. But when you actually look at the initial 
fight or the case against them. Um, and I've, 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 I've dug up the, the criminal, the official criminal complaint document um, in California where the FBI submitted it uh, in 2020. There's nothing to do with the breach actually mentioned in there, what, <laughs> <laughs> which I found like hilarious, because like people are making out like this is because there was a breach and now the the CSO is, or the CSO is being held accountable for the breach. No, that's not what's happened. The breach was there. The CSO knew about the breach, and they either hid stuff from the FTC, or they um, they or, or as they call it, they obstructed. Uh, obstruction of justice and uh, the, the second count was misprision of a felony in violation of section 18 paragraph 4 or something like that but basically it's to summarize they lied to the to the regulators and the investigating officers about the the nature of the breach uh, <laughs> and that's what they've gone down for <laughs> But let's let's gloss over the facts. That that's, uh, that doesn't make a good story. <laughs> Don't forget, as a community, we have to play the victim. Yes, yes, you are right. You are right. So, 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 as a, as a victim, he was only doing what legal advised him and the CEO or the board told him to do. So, therefore, if anyone should go down, it should be the CEO and the board and the legal team, not him. He's being made a scapegoat. As always, the CISO is being made a scapegoat. No wonder they well, don't last more than that, two that's years. That's what the S stands for, though, right? Chief Scapegoat Officer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it's... it's... So I didn't realise that... So he's saying that legal... He's doing what legal advised him to do. Well, apparently. I mean, this is... I, I don't know if that's what he said, but I know that's what oh, a lot, okay. lot of security people are implying on on uh, that he took he sought legal advice and this is the the strategy they came up with or what have you but you know lying to the regulator if they had simply said to the regulator yes we've been breached and we've been breached several times this is how they got in this is what they took this is what we know he would not be facing time today he might have been fired yeah. he, the, the, the uber might have suffered some some um some you know whatever but you bad know, publicity. yeah, bad publicity. But come on, how but much people are still use it, right? And this is the thing: like, I don't yeah. think data breaches are changing people's attitude. Because <laughs> like, Uber's convenient, yeah, right? and it, it's popular, and there's there's more drivers on. Well, certainly in uh, lots of areas, Uber's you know the biggest ride sharing app that's around. No, there's Lyft and other challenges, Bolt, but um, Uber's definitely the biggest. They've got more drivers, so. I don't think people can say, oh, actually, this company had a data breach. I don't want to get a taxi with them. No, it's, no one's done yeah. it. It's just so convenient. You go to anywhere in the world, most most places, yeah. you know, and you just get hop off the uh, hop off the, uh, the, the airport, the and, airport. And, and that's it. It's there and it's in your, lo you know, you don't need to worry about, you know, um, conversion fees or anything. But... Um, yeah. There was um, a post, a tweet by Whitney Merrill, who is, um, uh, she's like a DPO and privacy infosec lawyer. So she knows uh, legal. And she says a lot of people are conflating legal issues when discussing the Sullivan Uber 
be careful of the red herrings. It's not about breach notification. It's not about bug bounties. It's about lying to a regulator about information responsive to an open investigation and subpoena. <laughs> so, and then she goes on to say, if he told the FTC about the situation open and honestly, he wouldn't be here. The FTC may have used that in info yeah. in the investigation, or they may have had sympathy for Uber. We don't know, but he wouldn't be here. And and I think this is the the big difference between the, the Sullivan and the the recent Mudge issue with uh, Twitter. Mudge was in a very similar situation. He he felt that the company was lying to or misleading regulators or what have you, and he wanted no part of it. So he 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 blew the whistle and then he was fired or, or pushed out or what have you but then he stuck to his guns and you know what's happened nothing's happened to him i mean if anything he's got sport and he stuck to his principles i think when giving the choice between losing your job or getting banged up in jail i know what my choice would be yeah definitely take jail time right because you're not snitch exactly damn right <laughs> Uh, so yeah so this is ultimately like so they got he just tried to cover it up they paid the hacker yeah and tried to cover it up as a bug bounty fee instead right yes yes yeah that's i don't know there just seems to be a lot of steps within that like you know if they didn't have an official bug bounty program in the first place like there, there seems to be a lot of people that could be involved in this yeah yeah there are but uh, but but this does make me think maybe this is the adjacent story that Tom is talking about. The adjacent it could be. incident. Maybe he's yes. Maybe he's uh, when he says adjacent, he means you know an exact replica just at another company. Yes. <laughs> have you ever wondered he, why he? Trying... Yeah. Have you ever wondered what, why he never is able to stay at a place for too long? Yeah, he's trying to track down the person that hacked them to, uh, <laughs> to pay them a bug bounty. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a ransom payment, no. it's a bounty reward. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we just need you to sign this NDA. <laughs> it, it was like an unofficial uh, like, backup copy of all their data <laughs> that they've been saving. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, brilliant. No, I guess that's... Um, Oh, how do we categorize that story? Uh, I've got one for you, but thank you, Jav, for this week's... Billy. <laughs> Big Rancy Balls. Tweet of the Week. Sums it up. Feeling overloaded with actionable information. Yep. Fed up receiving well-researched, factual security content. Yes. Ask your doctor if the Host Unknown podcast is right for you. Side effects may include nausea, eye rolling, and involuntary swearing in anger. True story. And uh, during that, um, if you notice, we have just received a message from Tom. Oh. Um, I don't know. I shall play it out loud, hopefully. And I sh we shall be giving you an exclusive because we asked him for more details on the instant so we could break it uh, as breaking news. So yes. let's go to Tom's breaking news right now. Have you two screwed up my podcast yet? <laughs> Okay, not the uh, not the exclusive I was thinking of, but uh, <laughs> okay. I, was I guess really, we're, we're... really hoping he was going to say something about the adjacent incident he's involved in. Like, oh, <laughs> guys, I've just been fired. Oh, uh... that would have been so good. I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man, without editing. I'm told. I'm, I'm told. Okay. I'm, I'm on the rooftop of a of a hotel, looking down. <laughs> Don't try and stop me this time. Oh dear. Yeah. Well, see, so you had this time. That's you know, he's talking to you on that one. I yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was sitting there going, "Do it, do it, do it." Oh dear. So, Jav, got a question for you. Yes. What time is it? Ah. It is that time of the show where I have to grease the palms off my builders next door. But it's also the time when we head over to our news sources over at the InfoSec PA Newswire, who've been very busy bringing us the latest and greatest security news from around the globe. Industry News. Kardashian charged by SEC after crypto post. Industry news. Malicious Tor browser install, installers spread via Darknet video on YouTube. <laughs> Industry news. New initiative aims to strengthen UK's nuclear cybersecurity posture. Industry news. Landmark US-UK data access agreement begins. Industry news. Ransomware group bypasses enormous range of EDR tools. Industry news. Australia's data breaches continue with Telstra's third-party supplier hacked. Industry news. Retailer Easy Life fined £1.5 million for data protection breaches. Industry news. US healthcare giant Common Spirit hit by possible ransomware. Industry news. Uber's former security chief convicted of 2016 data breach cover-up. Industry news. And that was this week's... Industry news. Huge if huge true. Huge if true. Speaking of huge, uh, Kim Kardashian <laughs> has been charged 1.26 million by the US security regulators after she failed to disclose a payment for promoting a cryptocurrency product. Um... So she mm, felt to disclose. She got about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars from uh, Ethereum Max to publish a post Jeez. on her Instagram about about its Emacs tokens. Um, but can you imagine paying being paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, quarter of a million dollars, just for posting something? I can't know. <laughs> I mean, I can't even think of getting like crap all the time. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I know. It's like I'll post like three times this year, and that's that's good enough for me. And <laughs> uh, so I assume the uh, the crypto stuff was rubbish, was it? Well, was any is any of it not rubbish? Yeah, oh, that's true. Is it? Um, yeah, I guess it's one of these things that maybe got tanked or whatever. So was it? She's supposed to ad sponsored or something is it something like that is she supposed yeah to? it's a it, yeah People i think because it's, it's an undisclosed price. endorsement and also high profile um cryptocurrency because a lot of there's been a lot of the pump and dump scams going on right okay oh damn she's uh charged 1.26 million yeah right okay wow five times the amount that's um okay that's good that's good. I'm just uh, scrolling. Ransomware group bypasses enormous range of EDR tools. And is that because they're using EDR instead of XDR? Is this, um, 
you know, of course your EDRs aren't good anymore. That's that's like so 2021. You need XDR, man. Yeah, I mean, do you I mean, think your Doctor Solomon's be... is going to work? <laughs> yeah, next year will be AIDR or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was really uh, funny. I read this this story headline the other day, and it was like next gen firewalls are obsolete or something. I said that's the problem with naming <laughs> your product next gen or advanced or whatever, because inevitably it is going to be old. <laughs> but you know, they say that next gen firewalls are obsolete. So I'm pretty sure that the old, the original like checkpoint firewalls from like the 80s are still effective like in terms of port filtering you know that stuff hasn't changed and they still do some sort of protocol filtering on top of that right Mm -hmm. so i think there's still a place like how can that stuff be out of date if the next gen firewalls are out of date that indicates that the previous firewall routers aren't good enough yet i still see that kit deployed everywhere yeah, it, it's probably like a, a, a hit piece because like someone's coming out with their next next gen product, and they <laughs> and and, the, and and rather than promote the the benefits of their own product, they find it easier to try and discredit existing products in the market. And you know we see this all the time. It's just really bad taste. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just looking at the retailer Easy Life fined £1.5 million for data protection breaches. Um, and because that's, I don't know, it depends how big, I don't know how big Easy Life is. Uh, but £1.5 million is a, yeah, it's, it's a decent trip. Um, so, oh, they've been fined before uh, for making predatory marketing calls. Okay, okay, so this is, for calling people between August 2019 and August 2020 uh, with 1.3 million unwanted marketing calls. So that's, it's good. I mean, it's slow progress, but I am glad that the uh, DPO is finding people that do this. Yeah, they, they turn a blind eye to anything the Tories have done or Daily Mail phone hacking. Oh, yeah, but, but you know, someone's made a phone call and someone didn't like the phone call, okay? We'll send our best men on the job. <laughs> People. Release the hounds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can just imagine them coming, sitting in someone's home office, leafing through all of their, their phone records and everything. Aha! Did you have consent from this one? Yes, no, maybe. <laughs> oh, dear. They should have just blamed the intern. Yeah, the intern yeah. put together the uh, the marketing. Yeah, exactly. I see. I, I see. You do not have a cookie consent form on your website. <laughs> Going to have to take oh, your knitting man. club website down, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, classic. Uh, I see your mouse cursor on the uh, the new initiative aims to strengthen the UK's nuclear cybersecurity posture. Oh yeah, um, I, I opened it and then it didn't look very interesting, so I closed it again. <laughs> So I'm just I don't know what a nuclear cyber security posture is. Like <laughs> I, I thought nuclear was very much a a physical uh type of thing. Like can we drop cyber atomic bombs? I I didn't realise we were there yet. Yeah, it's um Yeah, that's a very wordy article. It is. I've it's no a, idea. <laughs> links in the show notes if you're interested in that one, people. <laughs> Oh, cool. Well, I think we've uh, exhausted um, the stories on that one. Yes, we have. Uh, but yeah, that was this week's 
Industry News. You're listening to the Host Unknown Podcast with your award-winning hosts, Javad and Andy and... Insert name here. Indeed. Wow, that, uh, that so, jingle was really loud, actually, in my ears. So, was it? apologies, <laughs> listeners. So, you know what, I've actually... Yeah, <laughs> I've pulled together, like... So, I wasn't expecting to be, you know, managing the soundboard today. So, uh, I've been pulling together any of the old jingles to... Because Tom's got this fancy whole setup, Like, you know, all these buttons on his... Like, you wouldn't believe it with the amount of, you know, issues he has. Um, but he's got, like, this hardboard, doesn't he? Where I use, like, a virtual one. And, um, yeah, I... I forget what some of these things are because I, I don't often take care of this yeah. side of things. Honestly, Tom's yeah. setup looks like he's a one-man sock, but literally it's, <laughs> it's like PowerPoint on one, Excel spreadsheet on the other. Like he's got two massive screens, <laughs> and then he's got his stream deck and everything ready for the podcast, and that's literally all he does. <laughs> oh dear! So I guess uh, yeah, we're just. Um... Do you want to take us home with this last one? Oh, why not? Let me play, play you in. Tweet of the week. Can we always play that twice? Tweet of the week. Okay, so the tweet of the week comes from Dave Kennedy, Hacking Dave. And if you don't follow Dave Kennedy, uh, a few years ago, he was, let's call it American size Dave. Um, <laughs> yeah. About as wide as he was tall. And now if you look at him, he is He-Man personified. He's literally like that, the, the, the cartoon character He-Man. He, he, he went uh, and now, uh, and it was really motivational. He got gains. He got gains. And it, it, in the beginning, it was so motivational and so good and inspiring. And now I just hate him. So, <laughs> no, because <laughs> that just makes me feel really bad. But uh, no, love you, Dave. Anyway, his tweet is unsolicited email. If you want to be removed from this list, please reply back with unsubscribe. Or me blocks entire domain company wide at email gateway. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Joe, I can relate to that. So many, many moons ago, um, I used to do that a lot. I used to hate it when I received CVs, you know, unsolicited CVs from. Um, yeah. Recruiter saying, "Hey, we've got this candidate available. No name or anything, but these are the skills. Yada yada. You know, let me know if this is von- if this is of no interest. Let us know." Um, and so I used to do the the exact same thing, just block the entire domain of yeah, whichever recruiter did that because that you know never dealt with them. And uh, I remember one time the HR manager came in with a recruiter, and uh, she was like, "You know, the, the recruiter saying they're sending us emails, but they're getting bounce backs." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I, you know, I'll look into this. Like, yeah, let me know. When, when's the last time you sent an email? And um, yeah, so it actually turned out they were on this block list. And I was like, look, you know, someone from your company, I'm not saying it's you, but it's probably you, has been sending unsolicited emails to many people in this organization. So yeah, just block them at the gateway. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. One of the most effective ways of doing it. It is. It is. And, you know, it used to be so simple back in the day. You didn't really need to ask anyone or raise a ticket. (laughs) You just walk over to your mate Dave in the mail team and say, Dave, could you just block that? Yeah, sure. There you go. Have a cookie. (laughs) Do you know, so I, and this is again, like lessons of what not to do. Back in the day, obviously, we were like, you know, the whole team would all be like domain admins, would be like logged in as domain admins. Everything we did, you know, we were like, you know, domain admins. And, um, 
we set up what was it it wasn't it's something similar to minecast um black spider or whatever whoever they got acquired by um you know that these companies maybe it was minecast do these sort of uh like 10-year archiving and stuff like that (laughs) (laughs) and um so I use my credentials for that because obviously as domain admin, I wasn't forced to change my password back in the day like everyone else was. Yeah. And this is before MFA and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So it was all good. Um, you know, nothing, nothing wrong here. Nothing to see here. And uh, it came to a time when I then changed my password and all the mails stopped coming into the company. And it took us forever to figure out what it was. And it was because I used my own credentials yes. for the entire mail system. Like, no service accounts, none of that. But it was like, no, no, yeah, no. Good times. Oh, yeah, no. Do, do you remember yeah. like even changing your password was a real pain? Because if you were logged onto a resource and you change your password, oh. it would then you'd get stuck in this loop of forever getting locked yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Yeah, oh, that, good times. That was just, yeah, such good times. And you know what? We we at one place when I worked, they had service account to to mitigate against these things. The problem is, no one knew exactly what all the services were that ran under this service account. So they so never changed the password. Changed the password. Everyone knew what the password was. Everyone knew it. If anyone just wanted to do something, they just log on with that service account. <laughs> <laughs> oh man the way things used to work in the old days are fantastic god you could write a whole book of it and when i mean old days i do generally mean the old days i don't mean like you know like i mean like early noughties yeah yeah which is why i mean you see like companies that are around today that were set up then like like twitter or whatever you you can see that you know they they couldn't really completely shed that that old skin it's still how it works behind the behind the scenes oh dear yeah well and i think that's uh much's point right <laughs> yep yep but uh, so thank you jav for this week's tweet of the week and so we uh come to the do we normally play another sweeper though or do we just go straight out uh, so, so you you wrap up now, then you play the sweeper, and then we do some post credit, like you know, for, oh, okay. for the for the Marvel fans, they they like their post credit. Oh yeah, <laughs> what you stick around for? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, I'm trying to think what uh, we've covered today. It's kind of thrown together. Uh, I actually see in the show notes uh, 36 minutes ago. Um, so, <laughs> however it came out. You're going to love it. Like it, subscribe. You never know what you're going to get. It's just going to come straight out raw from the heart. But uh, I shall thank you, Jav, for your contributions this week. Oh, you're welcome. And um, thank you. normally Tom sets uh, me up so oh, I can stay. Oh, all right. No. And, and thank you, Andy, for, for hosting and doing the soundboard at the same time. <laughs> stay secure, my friends. Stay secure. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> You've been listening to the Host Unknown podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, comment and subscribe. If you hated it, please leave your best insults on our Reddit channel. Worst episode ever. R slash smashing security. Indeed. No. And we're out. And do you notice that um, Tom can't make this show, but he's got no issue with uh, actually joining the Smashing Security podcast? I know. He, 
he is just the the the, the whore of podcast world. He just goes anywhere <laughs> and everywhere. He'll come on air and like try to try to like you know be like oh yeah we don't like smashing security and have a go at graham but then like on the weekends he's like buddying up with him having sunday roast and 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 going on their podcast it's, it's like i tweeted about it. he tweeted that oh i've been on the host on the smashing security and i was like you are like the the the, the background noise for any podcast for hire you are white noise 